Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We spent close to $300 million. Do you know this? On this uh, stupid recall. How many homeless people could we have housed for that money? Uh, well... Here in California, about three. But the point remains, it's the principle. See, the, the crowd cheered for that. That wasn't really his point. His point was, you can't... Setting up the joke. You're setting up the joke, the reality that in Los Angeles, where he lives, it costs, what, $700,000 per, per person you home? Something insane like that. At least that one project was, yeah. Hey, the big news from Friday was the announcement from the FDA that they don't have enough information, at least yet, that shows that you need a booster. And the reaction to that I found fascinating. And I just want to touch on this. This is Martha Raddatz on ABC This Week. Her question to Dr. Fauci. Were you disappointed that the panel did not recommend vaccines for all? Did you think that was a mistake? No, not not necessarily so at all. So all I wanted uh, was a question, and the reason is, I couldn't understand that tone all weekend long from the media. That just seems weird to me. Now, the answer from Dr. Fauci and from several other of the scientists I saw over the weekend was the right answer. Dr. Fauci had the right answer. No, I wasn't disappointed. They're just, they're going with the science. Their research doesn't confirm yet that we need boosters if at some point it does confirm we need boosters then i would recommend we get boosters but it doesn't so far the media and a lot of political figures for some reason are so in love with you getting stuck in the arm with a vaccination (laughs) they they wanted it to happen before there's even confirmation that it's necessary that's so weird to me I think I think I can explain part of it, but uh, just to clarify, the FDA did say, yeah, if you're over 65 or particularly vulnerable, get a booster. But the rest of y'all, we're not sure you need one, so right. we're going to keep studying it, which is fine. <laughs> so, but why is that disappointing? I think people? it's because, well, the, I can't speak to the lefty media. They have all sorts of bizarre attitudes, but I think it's because the Biden administration came out and stated, Great Grandpa Joe came out and, and said, we're going to have the boosters for everyone starting Monday. Well, we're ready. We're going to do it. And then the FDA pulled the rug out from under. Well, so you, I think that's what they're you're asking You're right. But so the Biden administration, correctly, I guess, reading their side, is just so in love with shots, <laughs> whether they're needed or not. Well, it reminds me of, you know, Gavin Mussolini and uh, Gretchen Whitmer and, and uh, old man, uh, uh, what's his face in New York, um, uh, Cuomo. Uh, they went so crazily overboard. To fight the COVID so they'd look like heroes and wouldn't be, you know, tagged with all the deaths. They're just going hyper, hyper aggressive in every possible measure to deal with COVID, including getting everybody jabbed for the third time, whether you need it or not. Asking Dr. Fauci, are you disappointed they didn't recommend getting the booster? No, the science doesn't back up getting a booster shot yet. Why would I be disappointed in that? That doesn't make any sense. Well, I, you know, I think Biden came out and, you know, whether he's to blame for being senile or his, his people, whatever, announcing the field goal will be good. We'll have a successful field goal on Monday. The FDA will absolutely approve oh. it. And, and what an odd thing to do. Oh, so we did this on Friday. You, uh, you had stepped away. We did this on Friday, and this explains some of everything we're just talking about. 
The takeaway from Democrats, this is reporting by somebody who uh, who knows this sort of stuff. Uh, the takeaway from Democrats from the California recall is this. When Gavin turned the page on the recall to really pushing hard for more vaccinations and masks, his poll numbers took off. So the Democrat Democratic Party nationwide has decided, all right, the key to winning is being on the side of vaccines and masks because that's where most people are. So, yeah, just more jabs in the arm. Whether the doctors have decided it's a good idea or not, we just immediately be on the side of just getting people jabbed, getting people jabbed, getting people jabbed, because that's what 80% of America is for. They gave him a big fat shot in the ass. And- it's a- it's, so they just I got see, mine in the arms, sir, but thank you. So they just see being pro-vaccine as being the winning combination. So even if the science doesn't show yet that like a person like me needs to get a booster, they still want to be on the uh, pushing for it. That's so strange and weird and dumb and clearly true. Yeah, because it doesn't, doesn't it seem like the normal human reaction would be, no, it turns out you don't need the shot, you're okay, to say, oh, good. No, it's it's a it's a tribal <laughs> dance. It's a religious incantation. It's a uh, central go central beat south. Um, all this, all the yelling. It's it has nothing to do with science. The last thing in the world we're doing is following the science. Well, I'm sorry you're disappointed. I guess I could fill this full of water and jab you in the arm if you just like getting jabbed. But uh, give you some saline if you like. Yeah. As far as we can tell, you don't need the booster. Or give it three weeks. We're trying to figure it out. Yeah. The answer was not yet. Are you disappointed? Oh, I just I can't take the modern world. I know it's so weird. So that's Ju- that. Judy and I wandered into the same shop we wandered into last year. It's kind of it's an art gallery. It's a gift shop. It's got some funky stuff on the walls. It's the kind of place you walk into and you kick around on a Saturday afternoon. This guy, I remember last year during the height of COVID when everybody was afraid. He just amazed me because he and I. I, I Why not? He is a 60-year-old, meticulously neat gay fella. And it doesn't really factor into the story, but I'm just, I want you to picture the scene. And he greets everybody who comes into his funky gallery shop with, thank you for wearing a mask. There's some hand sanitizer and, um, and part of the shop, the back room is all like scented candles and soaps and stuff like that. And he said again, just like he said last year, if you sniff the candles, please keep your mask on, sniff the candles through your mask. When lowering your mask and going, hmm, Huckleberry, could no more give uh, another human being COVID than, than waving your magic wand at him saying, you got COVID, boogity boogity, you got COVID. I mean, each one would be equally effective. He still is like some sort of religious fanatic or cultist or something. Making you sniff candles through your mask. It makes no sense, but he is very proud of it. Just yeah, crazy. I was at a restaurant over the weekend. We uh, we wore our masks from the front door to our booth, which was... Because you can transmit COVID while standing. Because Which was eight feet from where we were standing. Sat right. down with right next to people, right next to strangers. In the I'm booth sorry, but you us. said... You- down right we sat down with all, oh, all of us with our masks. you can't transmit covid sitting everybody knows that <laughs> just like you can't uh transmit covid in fancy dresses as we learned from uh like that aoc gala thing she was at all the people in fancy dresses no masks all the workers there in masks right exactly okay. all inhabiting fun. the same room i feel like i'm in the middle ages i'm hanging garlic on my doorknob to ward off vampires 
Uh, while we're on that topic, just so we can move away from it, um, great one from uh, Charles C.W. Cook, who's one of my favorite thinkers, pundits in the world. Anyway, he tweeted out, because I think we talked about this last week, the mayor of San Francisco explaining why she broke her own mask rules. Oh, I love this story. Because the mayor of San Francisco was out without a mask. We don't need the fun police, she said. And I was just feeling the spirit, and I wasn't thinking about a mask. Uh, To which Charles C.W. Cook said, as opposed to, say, my three-year-old, who just loves wearing a mask. Yeah. People like AOC at the gala, or the mayor, or whoever... Well, it's it's different. We're just we're having a good time. So, and we've we're smart people. We've appraised the risk. We're vaccinated, so it's okay in our case. All these dumb workers over here who are serving the food, they need to have masks on. Of course, oh, excuse me. I'm I'm vaccinated too. Shut up, plebe. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you work it. How dare you speak to us, the powerful? We're all in the same room. It's just that you're, I'm bringing you the food and you're eating the food. Other than that, we're exactly the same. How come I have to have a mask on and you don't? We're following the science. Because I'm important and you're not? I mean, how else do you interpret that? And yet, a substantial chunk of America is absolutely 100% in agreement with those nuts slash monsters. For the first time in a long time, we have good news on the whole polling people, testing people about their knowledge of government, as in the whole, can you name the three branches of government? Can you just do that? We actually have good news on that. This some uh, We'll get to that this hour at some point. Okay. It's still pathetic, but it's better. I have more information on AOC's tax the rich dress designer. It's Fantastic. hilarious. She's a huge tax dodge and rich. Uh, there's some pretty big uh, developments in the disappearance of the missing woman that you maybe have been following for the last couple of weeks. Gabby Petito, yes. If you've been following that story, um, developments over the weekend and then developments just in the last couple hours. So stay tuned for that. Armstrong and Getty. Well, the FDA, big, big hearing there on sure we have COVID boosters, uh, or as, as Dr. Fauci calls them, the extended warranty. Uh, <laughs> and an executive from Pfizer testified. He, he, he thought the boosters were a good idea, and they asked him why. And he said, uh, I'd like to buy a boat. That was a particularly good joke, because you have to remember that that decision... Should we give, uh, you know, out 200 million more shots? How much money is based on that decision? Yeah, yeah. You know, it may not might not be the factor, but it's a factor. I got such a controversial tweet here. Uh-oh. Uh, Anarchist Michael Malice's uh, feed. Isn't, mm. well. well, retweets and or reading of tweets does not imply an endorsement. Retweet if you just know they're going to count Gabby Petito as a COVID death. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But what he's trying to do in a crass way is bring attention to that story that came out a week or so ago that seems to have been ignored already by the media that they think maybe half of COVID cases 
of uh, hospitalizations. hospitalizations. Yeah, mm-hmm. are uh, people that are there, and then after they got there for something else, tested positive for COVID. They didn't go in because they had COVID symptoms bad enough to put them in the hospital. Like right. half, half, ladies and gentlemen, half. Literally, broken leg, intestinal blockage, whatever. Hey, you've had the COVID. They're listed as hospitalized with COVID. Hey, I don't know how many of you saw this. I didn't actually watch the Emmys, but I just saw this clip. When the CEO of the Television Academy went out and gave his whole spiel about the Television Academy and how he'd blah, blah, Conan O'Brien stood and saluted him the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> stood there the entire time with a salute. And That's I got to believe that was motivated at least somewhat in part by his friend, uh, Norm, uh, Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald dying last week because yeah. uh, I listened to Conan's podcast over the weekend. He had a whole hour talking about Norm McDonald. And I listened to a bunch of those over the weekend. And just about how incredibly brave he was. And, uh, um, and just how speaking truth to power or saying uncomfortable things was so important to him. And he risked his career for that and lost out on many high-paying jobs for that. Yeah. And uh, Bill Burr, Bill Burr's considered a really edgy, gutsy comedian. And he said, if I had been the host of Weekend Update in the early 90s, when there were only three networks and no, that was the best comedy job in the world, was being the host of Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live, like Norm MacDonald had. And the boss came and said, stop doing OJ jokes. And so the next week, Norm did all OJ jokes and wow. eventually got fired for it because wow. he thought... You can't pretend that a guy that everybody thinks was a murderer and and not talk about it just because he's your friend. Anyway, he had this streak of, you know, it's important that we be able to say anything, which that's why Lenny Bruce is a legendary comic, is because he was willing to say anything back in the day when you couldn't. Norm MacDonald is of that stripe. And right now during a, a, a cancel culture... When comedians are afraid to say all kinds of different things, even on college campuses? Or they don't even tour anymore. Right. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Uh, speaking of Norm MacDonald, I have uh, executive producer Hanson working on a, doing a little editing. There was a Norm MacDonald bit one of our uh, brilliant listeners brought to my attention in which he talks about the whole missing woman on the news thing and how that catches on. And he does it in hilariously, uncomfortably truthful fashion like you're talking about we'll we'll see if we can air that for you in a little bit gotta do a little nip and tuck on it so uh they poll people every year these numbers are always shocking when they ask people uh can you name the three branches of government the the olive branch uh cliff branch and uh what's the third one the uh the department of source (laughs) Uh, the low point was in 2006, when only 33 of respondents could accurately say the three branches uh, of government. 33% could name the three. Okay. They weren't asking like six-year-olds either. These are no, adults. adults on the street. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, uh, that was the low point in 2006. It's now up to 56% this year. So you got over half. They wow. Wow. Is that because everybody's so obsessed with politics now? I don't know. Be careful what you wish for. Uh, they were at, they were wondering about is it the, the the impeachment trial, contentious election, bunch of big court battles, riot at the yeah. Capitol, or the, all these things things that got people's attention. Well, and politics used to be kind of an afterthought for a lot of folks, and now it's who they it's their identity. Three quarters of Americans could state that the First Amendment protects freedom of speech, which is a high. 
However, fewer respondents knew it also protects freedom of religion, freedom of the press, and right to assembly. Wow. So 74% know that free speech is in the First Amendment. About half religion, a little less than half press, only 30% right to assembly, only 20% right to petition your government. Mm. Yeah. How's that even possible? I'd actually considered getting uh, the First Amendment tattooed on me as I consider it one of the most important uh, groups of words in the history of language, in the history of mankind. Neck? I hadn't really decided on a part, but then I was reminded it's fairly lengthy because it does protect quite a few of our fundamental rights. Yeah, you need a little real estate, so probably that whole hip buttocks area that's so popular. Oh, Lord. Um, Or or just, I don't know, maybe uh, starting at my shoulder all the way to my wrist, second line all the way down there. I don't know how much ink it would take. Good, but good news, America. Nice job on us studying for the test. Let's study up for next year and see if we can even get a higher grade. Yeah, one that I'm reminded of, and it probably won't translate on radio, but it was a great tweet. Remember when uh, Chris Cuomo's idiot uh, anchor brother on CNN was trying to defend the rioting and the looting and said, where does it say in the Constitution that the assembly has to be peaceful? And the guy's eating Cheetos. He goes, points to the text, um, right there. <laughs> Where it says the oh, yeah. right of the people to peaceably assemble <laughs> shall not be infringed. He's like, oh, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten that. If you miss an hour, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Update on a couple of big stories next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Authorities say a body found in Wyoming is believed to be Petito, the 22-year-old last seen during a cross-country road trip with her boyfriend, Brian Laundrie. Petito's family issuing a statement saying they are grieving and thanking law enforcement for their efforts. According to the FBI, agents found the body while searching campgrounds near Grand Teton National Park. The cause of the death has not been determined. An autopsy is scheduled for tomorrow. So that's the end of that end of the story. Who did it has not been answered yet. Here's a little more. What we've seen in Florida is search crews going through a nature reserve here in Northport that Brian's family reported that Brian went to back last week on Tuesday. They then waited three days of not seeing him to talk to the police to say that Brian was missing. Mm. And also, when they reported their son missing, they also still would not take any questions about Gabby. So Gabby's fiancé, Brian, comes home with the van without her, doesn't say anything. Uh, Her parents, obviously, go nutso. What the hell? As soon as they realize he's home, right, and they haven't been able to speak with her. Doesn't respond. So the whole country is assuming... That he's the murderer, that he murdered her, and he's on the loose. Well, somebody killed her. We now know. Um, he disappears from his parents' house last Tuesday. They don't tell anybody till Friday. What is going on there? You know, as a conscientious and thorough investigator, I would point out it hasn't been uh, disclosed whether she was killed. It could be suicide still, although the actions of the boyfriend no, say yeah. otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Are, are the parents covering up for him knowingly? Did he give them some elaborate story about how he was innocent, but it might look like he was guilty, etc.? And um, he wandered off to the... He didn't wander off. He headed to the nature preserve, vast nature preserve. Is he dead now? 
uh, at his own hand, what happened? Who knows? Yeah. So I have a feeling we'll, uh, well, they're going to find him dead. He killed himself. And then that's just going to be a really sad end to a story that you know, was not going to have anything but a sad ending, I suppose. Yeah. And with a number of unanswered questions, which is, you know, that's, that's, I'll be fine. It's the family that's grieving, but I would like to get those answers if they're available. A good tease for you. Next segment. George Will, columnist for the Washington Post, author, has got a new book out. Anyway, I was reading a column yesterday where he's uh, talking about his book and whatnot in his life. He has nailed down maybe the most important question America needs to answer. Wow. Interesting. Um, and I don't know if you've ever heard it put quite this way, but stay tuned. Okay, a couple of stories we can uh, go through real quickly, just so you're up to date. The most powerful person in America, no, not Joe Manchin, the Senate parliamentarian who evidently decides how the Senate works and what they can consider and what they can stuff into bills and what they can't. Woman by the name of Elizabeth McDonough is now the most important person in America and said to the Democrats, you can't just hand out eight million green cards to illegal immigrants and say, well, it's part of the budget, so we get to do this. She said, no, that's way out of bounds. There's no federal fiscal equivalent in the fancy pants words she has to use to rule these things. But, you know, not only was I a pretty attentive kid in high school on this stuff, because it's my favorite thing in the world, I studied it at a major American university for a very long time. I spent my entire life, you know, following politics and legislation and all, I, I, I'm not sure when I became aware that there was even such a thing as the Senate parliamentarian, but now she is the most powerful person in America. Well, because our Congress used to do its job, and they would handle these issues on a case-by-case basis and write laws and argue about it and pass them or not, but now they try to jam everything into uh, being a budget item. And... So everything's on the line of whether or not that counts. And they tried to get illegal immigration to be considered human infrastructure. The term human infrastructure is crazy anyway. It's something that was invented by the Democrats just like two months ago. But they're trying to jam illegal immigration into human infrastructure. And thankfully, the parliamentarian didn't fall for it. Yeah, if she were of... uh... You know, if uh, a woman of less courage or uh, maybe a, a more extreme political bent or what have you, who knows what the decision would have been. But, I mean, it's it's a little scary that one person reading from the obscure rules of parliamentarian activities or whatever, it is, you know, Robert's Rules of Order or whatever, that person has all that power. Interesting. Uh, completely different story and uh, one terribly disappointing. Uh, perhaps you've heard by now that the drone strike, the over-the-horizon capability of bringing the fury of America down on ISIS, actually killed an innocent man, seven children, and two other civilians. Not only was the guy innocent, he'd actually been working with the U.S. and various aid groups in Afghanistan that's been confirmed by the Pentagon. Um, Completely innocent. Like, not any shades of gray just no. completely innocent, bringing fresh water back to his family. And when he pulls into the driveway, all the kids run out to the car, just like my kids used to when they were little. And we killed them all. We killed them all. Uh, let's cl- run clip uh, 60. This is the 
Pentagon spokesman retired Admiral Mike Mulligan. Tragic, Mulligan. tragic mistake, and just my heart goes out to those family members uh, that were so deeply affected. Uh, and I thought, uh, I thought what General McKenzie did was right. Admit the mistake uh, and uh, apologize. And look, and he also spoke later of possible uh, reparations. And in fact, in the end, I, I, Secretary Austin has also committed to a review that uh, hopefully will look at accountability for this. My two thoughts on this are um, you, you can certainly see how various people in the world would hate us. So there's a country out there called the United States that if they think they want to get a bad guy, they just bl- obliterate him from the sky. You know, nobody's doing that to people in the United States. China doesn't get to, they got some rogue scientist who's a danger to their country. They don't get to just obliterate them on U.S. soil the way we obliterate people on soil other places. So I can understand right. why some people in the Middle East uh, would get that attitude. But so when I was tweeting about this over the weekend and somebody responded, why was I reading responses over the weekend? What's the matter with Bad you? Bad from my mental health. Somebody responded, so are you still proud of the American flag? And I didn't respond on Twitter, but I will respond here. Yes, yes, I am. And here's the big difference. We don't do that on purpose. You see, Russia does it on purpose. Syria does it on purpose. China does it on purpose. Lots of countries do it on purpose. They kill innocents on purpose. Right, all the time. And they never admit to it, never discuss it. We didn't do it on purpose. No, and There's we are, a huge feel difference. terrible about it. We've apologized. Our, our most powerful people have said this was a terrible mistake and we regret it. Now... I will tell you this, if there's a lesson to be drawn, it's letting politics dictate military uh, activities. Biden was desperate to show he was in control. He was lashing back at ISIS. The military knew it. They launched a drone strike based on what was obviously insufficient information. I'd still like to know at what point did they know they didn't have the right guy, because I think that's a big deal. And it worked. Do you remember from a couple of weeks ago the temperature in this country after we had 13 service people get killed? But the next day, Biden obliterates this guy. Yep, got somebody, got somebody a truck bomb. And there was just a little bit from me and everybody else of, okay, all right. Showed them. All right, showed them. We're kind of getting a handle on it. It worked. It brought down the temperature a little bit. I'd like to know how much pressure the Pentagon was under to get somebody. So coming up, another amazing and unintentionally hilarious update on AOC's dressmaker. But quick up, <laughs> bit of news from our favorite home security company, Simply Safe. They just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. Already the best home security system of 2021 got even better. The brand new outdoor security camera engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to keep you and your family safe. This might be the coolest thing Simply Safe has done yet. And by the way, it integrates very easily with your Simply Safe home security system you've already got or that you're going to get. So you get this camera built in spotlight color night vision. You can keep an 140 degree field of view so you can keep an eye on the entire front street, backyard, whatever, wherever you put it. 1080 HD resolution, eight times zoom. So you can actually see faces and license plates. Um and rechargeable battery. So it doesn't have to be near a plug in. You can put it anywhere. 
To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com/armstrong. And Simply Safe is celebrating this fabulous new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com/armstrong. simplysafe.com/armstrong. I just saw hashtag Emmys too white. I just can't okay. right, possibly fine. take right. in that sort of thing ever anymore. Yeah, I know. So uh, the designer of AOC's Tax the Rich Met Gala gown, she's there amongst the rich, saying how important it is you tax the rich. You got to pay your fair share, et cetera. Turns out this uh, woman, Aurora James, is a notorious tax deadbeat, according to the New York Post, with unpaid debts dogging her in multiple states. Uh, records show uh, six IRS tax liens totaling over $100,000. Three open tax warrants in New York State for failing to withhold the income taxes and paycheck, et cetera. $17,000 fine for failing to carry workers' compensation insurance. Allegedly, she runs a sweatshop with unpaid interns who have to work like crazy. She's also a rent deadbeat. She owes more than $25,000 plus interest for staying beyond her lease. Another previous landlord sued her for more than $5,000 in unpaid rent. Tax the rich indeed. Unbelievable. So we have a clip of her. What's she talking about, though? Do I want to hear from this? Oh, yeah. This is from last week. Go ahead. She wanted to make sure that this message was brought into that room and into a group of people who ultimately have to be willing to, um, you know, be more liberal with their uh, economic values. (laughs) <laughs> All right, she's kind of dancing around it there because she knows. Who ordered she's a, the word salad? I have she, a word salad. She knows she's a tax cheat. Tax cheat. So uh, I heard two different sides of this whole AOC dress thing, tax the rich dress thing. Uh, one was Maureen Dowd in the New York Times, who really blasted it as uh, y- you know not quite as clever as you think. Really, what it looks like is just a rich or or a comfortable, powerful, good looking person. Uh, hanging around other rich people while servants wore masks and you getting all the you know credit for having done something when you didn't actually do anything. But the other view of it is, I was listening to a podcast, hey, she got exactly what she wanted and she won. If you understand the way the world currently works, she is a troll. She is the best political troll out there. She got all of the people on the right to react to her, to publish the picture, to talk about her, to re-cement her. As the kind of person she is, you know she raised a ton of money off of that. Mm-hmm. So and I, I think I agree with that. I, I find the whole thing sickening, but I think it really worked. Oh, I think they're both right. Yeah. Is she going to be more likely to stay in office from her little Brooklyn borough or less after that? Oh, more clearly. By far. Not even yeah. close. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to hearing that George Will thing. Would you say it's like the question that needs to be asked in America? answered anyway it's being asked can okay. we how are we going to answer it well i don't even know what the question is i don't know if it's being asked <laughs> we'll have that for you next armstrong and getty the armstrong and getty show 
Attention Walmart shoppers and associates, my name is Beth from Electronics. I've been working at Walmart for almost five years and I can say that everyone here is overworked and underpaid. We're told that we're replaceable. This company treats their elderly associates like to Jared, our store manager, you're a pervert. Greta and Kathy, I hope you don't speak to your families the way you speak to us. Manage it and this job, I quit. That's oh my gosh! Somebody jumping on the PA at a Walmart and quitting, but living the dream. Yeah, kind of. But I, I gotta say, just in my life experience, that kind of person where I worked was, in every example, a terrible employee. <laughs> a terrible employee. Yeah, that person that I had hear all ya. those complaints about where they worked. I hear you. Unless the guy was a perv, I don't know. Hashtag me too. Time's up or something. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know who George Will is? Old guy. Uh, writes a column for the Washington Post. Goes on TV as a commentator regularly. Uh, conservative intellectual. He's written 7,000 columns for the Washington Post. Something like that over 50 years. He's got a book coming out that's a collection of his columns. And if he does the press tour like he often does for books, I'm sure we'll have him on. Anyway, wrote a long piece over the weekend. And uh, I selected this part of it because I thought it was really interesting. However, one reason the temperature of the nation's discourse is high is that the stakes are high. Today's fights are not optional, and they are worth winning. I already like that. Why are we at each other's throats over this different stuff? Because it's really important. These are not minor issues. In recent years, colleges and universities have received from the public increased attention and decreased admiration. This is because America's most dispiriting intellectual phenomenon is the degradation of higher education, which is being swept by two plagues to which it should be immune, fads and hysterias. But because some of the noblest achievements of American civilization, our great research universities, are imperiled, the nation's future is imperiled, too. Now, although there are many kinds of colleges and universities, the idea of a university is inherently aristocratic. Higher education is not for everyone. And it is not primarily vocational or even practical, as this is commonly understood. Rather, institutions of higher education, some much more than others, should be answers to a question posed by Alexis de Tocqueville in his Democracy in America, which has rightly been called the greatest book about a nation written by a citizen of another nation. Asking this, and this is the question, can a nation so thoroughly committed to equality cultivate and celebrate excellence which distinguishes the few from the many much depends on our being able to answer this question in the affirmative and much depressing evidence suggests we cannot and that might be ladies and germs the key question going on in america right now and the fact that alexis de tocqueville figured this out in 1837 is freaking mind-numbing but regardless of that That is the question, because everything right now is about equality slash equity, and they blur those things. Equality of outcome, in short. Can you be committed to equality and celebrate excellence? Because if you can't celebrate excellence, as in have a meritocracy, where the smartest, most talented people are able to rise to the top of either their universities or their businesses or government or whatever else, can you have both? And I'm starting to feel like, and apparently George Will is feeling like, maybe we can't have both. 
that we're so focused on equity slash equality right now, we are not going to have the ability to let the best and brightest rise to the top of anything, which will doom us. Right. Uh, Well, the answer to his question, the short answer is, of course, we can have both. We should have both. Equality of opportunity and and excellence. Do you say should or could? Because should, yes. Could? Right. Okay, explain how that's going to happen. Well, exactly. And that is the problem. If you have your universities and, hell, your high schools and middle schools and elementary schools, for that matter, arguing the opposite and indoctrinating the children into thinking that is not a noble goal, then you won't have it. You won't have equality of opportunity with the chance of excellence. You will have... Shared misery, as Churchill put it, or Tocqueville himself said in the same book, he said Americans are so obsessed with equality, they'd rather have equality in slavery than, uh, I can't remember what he said, inequality in, in achievement. Yes, well, as George Will said here, much depressing evidence suggests we cannot. How many examples do you need of a eliminating every program in America at every level of schooling for uh, you know advanced kids? Got to get rid of that. Or this demonization of anybody who succeeds financially. Can't have anybody rise above everybody else. We have, there's so many examples of this. I just, I don't, I don't think we can, that we are going to be able to have both. Yeah. Well, let me see if I can squeeze this in the few seconds we have left. We also have a situation where politically, uh, for instance, the Democratic Party, and there are sins to go around on both sides, but the Democratic Party says, uh, you need to tax the rich. When they're talking about the entrepreneurs and the uh, the hardworking business people of America, meanwhile, they protect the hundred millionaires. The tax codes, which are frequently written by Democratic Congresses, are absolutely there to protect the hedge fund guys, the Wall Street guys. But they pit us against each other, the the, uh, the upper middle, the lower middle, the middle class, while both parties are protecting the zillionaires who pay practically no taxes. But often conservatives find themselves in the position of protecting the zillionaires just because they don't want to be taken down with them. Not good. Armstrong and Getty.